The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Open phones on Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday. And, of course, we honor the passing of Toby Keith. Toby Keith, truly a great country singer. Yeah, I was always a crazy one, broken Doobie Lawson uh, writes me about uh, Toby Keith and says, Hey, Bill, I saw Toby perform in 1999 at the uh, fair at the expo. He was absolutely great. Some singers sound terrible live. Toby sounded just like he did on the radio. And at that time, his big hit was How Do You Like Me Now? I'm glad I got to see him. Like so many others, gone too soon. R.I.P., Mr. Keith. And uh, Dan writes in, too. Uh, Bill, another great one from Toby Keith is uh, God Love Her. I don't know that song, but I'm going to take a listen to that one, uh, Dan. I appreciate that. I don't know every Toby Keith song. I know a whole lot of them. And I was always partial to uh, How Do You Like Me Now, at least that album, was when I really first started paying attention to him. I, I had never been in country radio until uh, my two-year... Gosh, I had a two-year stint in Fargo. It was uh, late 90... What was it? 1999, 2000. Came back to uh, the Rogue Valley in 2001. And I really missed it. I mean, Rogue Valley's my home, right? So I fought to get back here. But I was working at KFGO. KFGO, of course, uh, the way it was pronounced there by the locals was KFGO. Oh, you work for the Moose. KFGO. It was Moose Country. Moose Country. KFGO FM. (laughs) And uh, great people, by the way, in uh, Fargo-Moorhead. Unfortunately, it was. It's also one of those places in which I could have been in Fargo Moorhead for fifteen or twenty years, and I'd still be that stupid new guy on the radio. The new guy on the radio. They're very, they're very, uh, you know, set. It's an interesting town, and I must say, if you've ever lived in North Dakota and Minnesota, I think those are two states that were put on the planet in the United States of America just for people to go drink themselves silly. I don't think I ever saw people go to more bars and have more fun. And um, and it was like, it's always an excuse to get together. Ice fishing, what is that? That's an excuse to get together and, uh, and, and drink because there's nothing else to do. You're going to sit there and, and wait for the, uh, you know, for the fish to, to bite. It's going to take you hours, so you better have a drink, right? Oh, we're going to go on the snow machine. Snow machine, yeah, and so you uh, get done with the snow machine, and then you, yeah, you, and then you drink. You go out to the football game, and then you drink. That was my experience, and I'll, I'll never forget. But I was at a, um, I didn't know about the laws, the drinking laws in uh, Fargo, and I went to some uh, some event last uh, one night, and I didn't know that there they allow you to take your booze with you, so you you get uh, a nice drink or whatever it is, and you know me, I don't drink that much, and I'm kind of a lightweight. And they handed me a to-go cup. They took my cup and they poured it in there, put a lid on it, and gave it to me. There, there's your to-go cup. The to-go cup? Whoever had a to- Wait, I can take my booze with me? Said, yeah. I actually think that's quite environmentally sound. And uh, I had never lived in a place that allowed you to take your, uh, your booze with you when you got done drinking. Interesting times. And uh, How Do You Like Me Now was on the radio at that time on our station. So that's I, I always remember that time. Also, Papa Top with uh, Alan Jackson doing a cover. It's uh, 14 after 7. Let's get to the phones. It is Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday. What's on your mind? Hi, who's this? Good morning. Thanks, Gene. Hi, Jane. How are you today? Uh, pretty good. Good. What's on your mind? I would like to have asked that guy that you talked to if uh, the black people were as offended by the Democrats' comments, as I am, I'm white, but I'm offended by it. Uh, what uh, What are some of the Democratic comments that you think? Yeah, I, it would have been nice for me to ask that. What would you have liked me to ask, uh, Chris Arps? If they were offended by the fact that black kids aren't as smart as white kids, that's why they have to lower the schools. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. Maybe next time I have one, I will. Okay. Okay, because I was totally offended by that. You know, the part that I think would bug me if uh, if uh, I were black American would be that, um, you know, you aren't authentically black unless you think this certain way. In other words, to be authentic, you have to think this you know, particular way. 
in only this particular oh. way. I would be so offended by that. I thought uh, that was just one of his <laughs> idiot statements. But anyway, um, I happen to have my niece has a granddaughter that is black and white. Mm-hmm. She's a combination in her marriage. Okay. She is very, very smart. Her color doesn't have a thing to do with it, and I have never seen any colored person that did. Okay. Well, I appreciate the call there. One way and not the other. All right. Thanks for the call. Point well taken, Gene. Gene calling from Joe County. 770-563-3770-KMED. Betty uh, writes me this morning about the uh, electric wheelchair charging. Yeah, United Way, I guess, is uh, some grant stream funding in there, 100 wheelchair charges. So I am guessing, uh, she writes, that there are very few high-dollar electric wheelchairs. If you were in the chair, I would think uh, bad weather would keep you home. I don't know. I, I see uh, a lot of people that uh, that travel on their wheelchairs uh, in their or, or their power scooters or the power chairs uh, quite frequently. Getting They just dress uh, for the weather. Uh, at least that's been my experience, Betty. And uh, God bless them for being able to do that. 17 after uh, 7, 770-5633. I think we have Joel here. Hey, Joel, how you doing? Go ahead. Hello, Joel. Hey. Hey, can you keep yeah. your dog quiet? Because people the- people say it drives me crazy when the dog barks. Yeah, um, Good. Well, L.A.'s always complaining about having no water, and they're stealing ours, and yet when nature floods them, they forget to capture it, save it for a rainy day. I mean... And- well, yeah, you no, know, it makes a lot of sense. You know, there's all this talk about uh, climate change, right? You hear that time and time again, oh, climate change, and we're not getting as much snow in many cases, unless you're in the high hills in California right now. They're getting too much. Uh, but, um, you know, if we were really smart about it, if, uh, you know, the, the goal is trying to change the weather rather than adapting our water entrapment and in impoundment uh, methods, so if anything, if, uh, if if everyone's saying that it's going to be a warmer time, wouldn't you think we'd be building more uh, reservoirs and keeping the dams in like on the Klamath and keeping the Iron Gate there for a reservoir and various other places? Wouldn't that make sense if you were truly serious? Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. You're right on target. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There, okay. There goes the dog. i got to hang up on you now. Okay? Hey, uh, I, at the break, I'm going to give you a phone number for the um, the outdoors guy out of Sacramento. He's uh, Bob Zim's 34 years on the radio and out of KFPK in Sacramento. And anyway, uh, I told I left messages with uh, the, the radio station, and he called back. But I, of course, I wasn't there to answer his, the phone for him. But uh, I figured, uh, you know, uh, that you could get a hold of uh, Captain Bill and have him uh, relate to him. All right, uh, go ahead and pop that in the mail. Okay, appreciate the call. Thanks for that, or not the mail, but uh, just uh, send me an email. All right, Joel. All right, 18 after 7. All right, I wanted to get to this one because uh, this is a a story that I missed over the weekend. It actually came out on the 1st. Guest column in the uh, Rogue Valley Times. And it's submitted by Bruce Van Zee on behalf of eight retired doctors. And it's called Trust is Part of the Healing Process. And this has to do with uh, the Asante Challenge, what Asante's been having to deal with here. And it starts off, we are retired physicians who spent our entire careers in the Rogue Valley and have a long history with Asante. We wish to share a different perspective in the legal and reputation issues with Asante that came to light these past few weeks. Presumably, Asante and the individuals involved are constrained by ongoing litigation and or agreements and can't disclose. We are not under those constraints, but admittedly do not have all the facts either. First, it says something good about Asante that the diversion of narcotics by a single employee, in other words, the theft by a nurse, Uh, was not uncovered and made public by an outside agency, but rather by internal surveillance. And after difficult medical sleuthing uncovered the facts, Asante chose to inform victims and their families. Okay, doctors, they're heroes for doing this. I just thought it would just be your basic fiduciary. But anyway, I'll continue. This was the right decision, the uh, doctors write, both ethically and legally, but it exposed Asante to certain liability and reputational damage. One could imagine a less ethical organization trying to hide the issue. Asante was able to identify the culprit and remove future threat to more patients. 
Regarding the billing issue with Dr. Carmesi, it's safe to say that there is more nuance in billing and more gray areas than the published articles seem to suggest, but none of us were present for the cases mentioned or their billing codes. What we can say for certain is that Dr. Carmesi is a superb, skillful, hardworking cardiovascular surgeon. All of us would not hesitate to have our families under his care. At least two of us have had family members who have had life-saving surgery by Dr. Carmesi. Retired doctors, I don't think anyone's questioning the uh, skill of Dr. Carmesi. I guess the question was, was he doing unnecessary surgeries? That's what the whistleblower was talking about. No, it's, you know, was he uh, skillful at fleecing? You know, I or charging too much. I don't know, but that was what the, uh, with all due respect, that's what the whistleblower was coming forward and talking about. Anyway, the uh, eight retired doctors say we ache for the hardworking professional nurses and doctors working at Asante who are now burdened with this reputational stain. Trust is a key part of the healing process, and now they may struggle to regain it. It is even more disheartening in the aftermath of the pandemic when they worked exhaustively, saving the lives of unvaccinated patients in the ICU, while other anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers showing, uh, showed derision for the effort while protesting outside the hospital. Uh, doctors, remember, these were mandates about civil liberties. Remember civil liberties, you know, that kind of thing? Uh, I would also remind you that... Um, you know, the firing nurses and doctors who wouldn't bend the knee to that. And nor would you give alternative alternative uh, therapies. Uh, I imagine you were the same doctors that were sneering at alternative therapies like uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine that I know personally of people whose lives were saved by that. But yet in the medical establishment, oh, those are conspiracy theories. Trust the science except when the science says uh, do something other than an mRNA uh, shot. All right, doctors? Yeah, that one kind of uh, tweaked me a little bit, that part of it. Anyway, the retired doctors continue. These past few years have been especially troubling to the healthcare community during the pandemic, and since there's been a shortage of qualified nurses and other personnel. Okay, doctors, remember, mandates, jab. You think there might be a connection? It just happened? No, it was a policy. All right. Asante is the biggest employer in the Rogue Valley, so despite good hiring practices and employee training and policies, an occasional troubled person can slip through the system. Quality control systems and supervisors do a good job of monitoring, but no system is perfect. QA, quality assurance, I think is what they're talking about, is a never-ending process. Yet not one of us would hesitate to put ourselves or our family in the hands of the vast number of dedicated professionals we know. No problem with that. They're absolutely right on. But let us not forget that Asante has established a reputation for quality care that is in rare company in the nation. It's been a top 15 health care system in the nation for 10 years in a row. Cardiovascular department, one of the lowest mortality rates for heart attack management. It is a good place to have a heart attack. I'll give you that, docs, Okay. And uh, coronary bypass surgery outcomes in the nation. We could cite other remarkable metrics, but space does not permit further detail. We are confident that Asante will do everything possible to prevent further mishaps, such as the fentanyl diversion, and continue to make our healthcare systems even better. That was an interesting choice of words from the retired doctors. Uh, We're confident that Asante will do everything possible to prevent future mishaps. That's kind of soft-selling it, isn't it? Aren't we talking about 8 to 10 people dying? Actually dying? Maybe more? Dying? Dying is a mishap? Something tells me the families of the victims probably don't look at, well, you know, it's a mishap, and, you know, they'll do better next time. But anyway, the doctors then say it will take time and effort to rebuild community trust. But we remain hopeful and confident that the citizens of the Rogue Valley can entrust their care to Asante. So there we go. On behalf of eight retired doctors, 725-770-5633, this is the Bill Myers Show. Hi there, it's Jeff with Quality Tree Service. As we look forward to spring, now is the time we offer our best rates of the year. 
Winter is also a great time to prune your trees because they're dormant and waiting to wake up and grow in a healthy way. So give us a call and get a no-obligation quote. I think you'll be impressed with how affordable it is to get your trees shaped up for spring. Quality Tree Service offers senior and military discounts too. Find us at qualitytreeservicemedford.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Sponsored by Armstrong Pharmaceuticals. 106.3 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Meyer Show. 726, open phones on Pebble in Your Shoot Tuesday in a few minutes here. Herman will be joining me in a few minutes, Herman Bearchigger. Hi, Marty, how you doing? I'm doing great. I just wanted to say Toby Keith will be surely missed, and uh, one of his songs that I loved most was Blue Moon. And it's going to be Valentine's Day, and that would be a perfect song to play on Valentine's Day. And have your champagne out of a red solo cup. <laughs> yeah, a red solo cup. That was another big hit for him. By the that way, now a- when it when it when you're talking about Blue Moon, was that when he uh, covered? Was it like the cover of the old 1950s hit from back in the day? It was. I oh, think it was. It okay. Was, it was a CD, and it was called Blue Moon. But the song Blue Moon was. Does the blue moon ever shine on you? It was. It's just a very romantic kind of song. It's like you want to dance real close. <laughs> oh, oh! But it wasn't the blue moon. You saw me standing alone. No. It was okay. It wasn't no. that song. Okay, all no, right. It wasn't that song. It was. It was one that he wrote, and it was just. It's a beautiful song. You'll have to check that one out and play that for Linda on Valentine's Day and. Have some champagne out of your red solo cup. I will certainly investigate that. Did you see uh, Toby when he sang at that Country Music Awards show a few weeks ago? I, I didn't. I'm so sorry I missed that. Yeah, it was he. Um, he 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 was singing and his voice was still great. There was nothing wrong with that, but he was so gaunt and and oh. and unfortunately, both Linda and I looked at one another. And he's not going to be around much longer, and unfortunately, that ended up being the case. You know. And just so young. He was just one of the the greatest singers, a real true country singer, not like some of the singing today, like you said. But um, it was, it was, he will be missed for sure. Yeah, no auto-tune used on uh, Toby Keith. He just, uh, he brought it. Appreciate the call there, Marty. Good hearing from you. 728 at KMED, KCMD. Hello, Tom. How are things in talent? What's going on? Morning, Bill. Yeah, I read that article by uh, Dr. Bruce Van Zero, and I have a lot of, you know, um, uh, problems with him. During the pandemic, he was just a big advocate of uh, making of the lockdowns and making sure everybody got jabbed with the uh, <clears throat> bioweapon. And uh, and if you didn't, then you are just, uh, uh, you know, the scourge of society and so forth. And people, you know, he he was so, uh, it, well, I guess he's the... Uh, well, well, some of those folks in the medical community think we have very short uh, memories. And remember, the best and the brightest were being fired out of many of these medical systems right now during that time because they wouldn't take the jab. And, you know, I, I remember that over at, uh, at oncology when Linda was being treated right there, and they were talking about... You know, people with 30, 40 years of experience being blown out the door, shown the door by this. And these eight doctors, retired doctors, are talking about, well, you know, trust is part of the healing process. I would say, physician, heal thyself, is what I would be saying. I couldn't agree with you more. I think the trust has been broken. Uh, I just, uh, the the real thing that would restore trust would be uh, accountability from uh, local all the way up to certainly the governor here is what we have control here in Oregon. But I think there are many, many people that should actually be put on trial and and dealt with accordingly. But, of course, there's no accountability because of uh, the wokeism. So what's going to happen? It'll just keep on going and it'll get worse. Because If there's no accountability for crime, then it's going to continue. 
That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is a a real part of America that just wants to move along. We don't really want to look back at this very ugly period. We don't want the accountability because it raises too many uncomfortable questions. That's exactly right, and and uh, and so it will continue. You know, it. Uh, I'm a little older than you, but you know, I've just seen my government lie to me uh, time after time after time. And when this thing rolled around with the pandemic, there, uh, I was suspicious. You know, just because of what I just their track record. But well, I think that, honestly, we weren't maybe suspicious as much as we were at first scared. But then the more it went on, and you, you realized that there was a bigger agenda in play. Oh, yeah. That well, had nothing there, to do with medical safety and efficacy. Yeah, exactly. And fear was the great driver of, of the uh, conformity to go out and get the shot for Grandma. And uh, <clears throat> But, uh, uh, no, I would say I was, for myself personally, I was more suspicious because I simply... I'm, I do not trust my government. This is not my government. I would. Uh, uh, I, there's no trust there left. There's no trust with uh, Dr. Bruce Van Zero's medical community up to a certain point. There's some good people in there. We both know that. Oh, I, and I, I know some amazingly, yeah, it's amazingly heart-centered and uh, and service-oriented people in both hospital systems. I, and I and I know. That uh, that there are great people and wonderful folks around. So I would never knock that. But uh, you know this idea that um, you know trust is part of the healing process. And when I, you know, to to me, what what this whole thing, what this looks to me like, is that someone uh, getting a PR professional to uh, well, what do you do? You get some friends of the system to to write something that kind of says, uh, well, you know, we did the best we did. We're going to be better in the, we have, well, just trust us. We'll heal this, you know, and trust is part of the healing. Yeah. Yeah. Get over your suspicions, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. I appreciate the call. Thanks for that, uh, Tom. Let me go to line one. Hi, KMED, KCMD. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Bill. It's Logan. Hi, Logan. Hey, have you heard of Eric Metaxas? Yes, Eric Metaxas is going to be speaking this weekend at the uh, at the uh, Jackson County Republican Party Lincoln Day Dinner this uh, Saturday. That, mm-hmm. That's correct. Are you going to be there? No, I'm not going to be there. I have other uh, other engagements already uh, already done. Why? Oh, okay, I was going to offer to get you a ticket if I could. Uh, I, want, I wanted you to be able to see him speak, and I encourage everybody. Um, hundred bucks to be able to see him speak is a steal. Yeah, Lincoln Dinner, uh, LincolnDinner.com, I think, is the uh, website to get your tickets still, okay? Yeah, well, I was just going to mention, I don't know if anyone's checked him out on YouTube. For him to come to our valley and be able to speak to our valley is an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. I know that, uh, I think down there at the party, uh, they are offering, don't, actually, uh, they want to fill that room up, um, so I just encourage everybody to, if uh, it's put on their heart, check it out. Just check out him out on YouTube. And yeah, let me just make there. sure that uh, is it Lincoln Dinner? No, it's not that. LincolnDinner.com. That's correct. LincolnDinner.com. That's exactly correct. Yeah, I just it's want to make sure. Like I, sound. Okay, well, I just want to make sure I get that right. So uh, it may yeah, not. Yeah, it I may be org. Oh no, it is LincolnDinner.com. LincolnDinner.com. You can get that. Okay. The Republican Party paid quite a few dollars for that to uh, get that website to secure that for our our local party here, so we have that for eternity now. Oh, you know. Okay. Anyway, yeah. All right. So I'll be updated every year for everyone. Very good. Thanks for the call. There, appreciate it. There, Logan. Seven seven zero five six three three. Hi. Who's this? Good morning. Welcome. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi, Bill. It's Francine. Hi, Francine. Hi. Well, I want to make two comments here. One, I just got inspired by the previous call to the Lincoln Dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who really wants to learn about Lincoln, go to uh, com and go search the authors, look for Tom DiLorenzo, and you will see a, just a slew of essays about Lincoln. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, except for he's not who everybody tries to say he is. Yes, I've I've read them too. Okay, so I'm right there with you. Okay, Uh, okay. but moving on uh, regarding the pandemic, pandemic, which was properly called by Tom, (laughs) pandemic. I actually have a a copy, which is hard to find now, 
of the 2010 uh, Rockefeller Foundation report, where on page 18, you will find the the, uh, section called Lockstep, where they're discussing planning, uh, you know, a pandemic in order to control the population. They come right out and say it. So, I mean, if you want, I'll send it to you. Please do. I'd love to read that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's all. Appreciate the call. All right. 735. We will continue just a little bit with uh, Josephine County Commissioner Herman Berenschegger. We're going to talk about now that the legislature is in session, and he's been in a few of those himself, what can we expect? That'll be all coming up and more. How can you avoid the stress and headaches of selling your home in today's market? Hey, it's Lars, and let me tell you, the only agent in Medford that can save you from all that stress is Jared Hokanson with Hokanson Realty. Don't let the negative media reports about interest rates stop you. Get the facts from a professional. Jared has years of experience and in-depth knowledge of the market right here in Medford. Jared has the right strategic options for you. And in this market, when he puts his marketing to work for you, that strategy helps attract the right kind of buyers at the right time who are willing to pay top dollar. Jared even guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or Jared buys the home instead. Real estate expert and Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran and I both recommend only Jared Hokanson in Medford and in Southern Oregon. Call Jared today at 541-772-SOLD or go online to 541-772-SOLD.com and tell Jared Lars sent you. KMED, KCMD News, sponsored by Millette Construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting MilletConstruction.com. Good morning, I'm Marcus Villa with your MC5 Morning News Update. A four-year-old girl was taken to the hospital Sunday after she was hit by part of a play structure at Rogue X. The city of Medford officials say a malfunctioning spray nozzle came loose and struck the girl, who was a few feet below. The city says lifeguards provided medical aid to the girl, who was responsive throughout the incident. The child was taken to the hospital afterward. Yesterday, the city released a statement saying in part, quote, The recreational pool and water slides are open today, as in Monday, and is going forward as scheduled. But the children's play structure is not available until it is repaired and fully inspected. The play structure was installed and tested by the manufacturer prior to the facility's grand opening on January 6th. This week, the Rogue Valley Transportation District is reserving a seat in each bus to commemorate the courage of Rosa Parks. February 4th marks Transit Equity Day, and RVTD says that they will have an empty seat in remembrance of Parks through this Saturday, February 10th. RVTD staff say her refusal to get up from her seat in Montgomery, Alabama back in 1955 helped shape how public transit is viewed as a civil right. And with February being Black History Month, RVTD says that it's important to continue to strive for equity and remember what Parks meant for the civil rights movement. That's a look at your morning headlines. From C5 News, I'm Marcus Veal. Have a fabulous day. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. Have your taxes gotten off track? Just call Zach, CPA at First Response Resolution. Visit firstresponseirs.com today to see what Zach can do for you. First Response Resolution in Eagle Point is your first response to the IRS, defending your rights as a taxpayer. If you're remodeling your house, start with the foundation. Millette Construction offers a no-pressure, thorough inspection of your home's foundation and a no-obligation estimate if your house needs work. The foundation is most important because all the repairs and upgrades you're planning from the floors, windows, doors, cabinets, even the roof can be affected if your foundation is unstable. Be sure you're on solid ground. Millette Construction will level your house and correct the shifting soil problem. Visit MilletteConstruction.com. Hi, I'm Lisa with Kelly's Automotive Service, and I'm on KMED and KCMD. 20 before 8. She said I seen you in here before. 
I was just thinking about that. Uh, you know, was it Jeff and Selma or Selma Dave? I forget which one called and said, "Bill, you know that uh, we had that uh, Road Valley Times editorial, the guest column from the eight retired doctors, right?" And he says, "Bill, that's a reti- that is a consensus process. It's a consensus." <laughs> oh man, I got to tell you, that was great. That was great. A consensus. Yeah, that's the consensus. It doesn't matter what the truth is as long as we have a consensus that we've uh, come to the agreement here. The consensus is uh, you little people need to shut up, I guess. It's uh, 20 before 8. Josephine County Commissioner Herman Baerchigger with me this morning. Herman, been talking a lot about Toby Keith this morning. You have a connection with that. Your late wife ended up jamming with him, right? You were telling me that? Yeah, that was quite a while ago. I was just uh listen to the radio this morning you said that started digging through the computer over the thousands and thousands of photos and finally found one of uh of her and toby i don't know what year it was i want to say 2002 2006 somewhere in there yeah so, yeah it's uh yeah, let the good times roll, I guess, you know. It's yeah. Just time. It's the passage of time, like yeah. the vice president said. Yeah, well, and I, have, and I must say, though, Toby Keith was part of the uh, the new traditionalists in many ways, you know, of the uh, 1990s, late 80s, 1990s, and beyond. It was a great time in country music. I really believe that. One of my favorites, yep. really. Yep. Well, I know my, my wife thought very highly of him. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And I thought highly of him, too, because uh, my father loved uh, Roger Miller, and Roger Miller was uh, from Oklahoma, just like Toby Keith, and Toby Keith was always playing Roger Miller songs as uh, as part of that. One Oklahoman yeah. honoring a, another Oklahoman. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, pretty, pretty young, too, you know. That, that's pretty young. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the big C gets a hold of you, and sometimes you can yep. beat it, other times uh, not. It wasn't the case for uh, Toby. Nope, so, nope. now, can we beat the situation where we find ourselves in here right now, Herman? And this has to do, uh, I was going to just bend your ear about the state legislative session. We're in a short session. It's going to be, it's on from now, and we'll have to sign a die by March 10th or March 11th. I forget one of those. It's uh, pretty close to that. And I don't know. I'm I'm hearing a, a lot of talk, and I'm I'm listening to Republicans doing a conciliatory talk. I'm not hearing conciliatory talk coming from people like Dwayne Yunker, thank goodness. But um, I'm a little bit concerned that there's a, a bit of a laydown ready to happen. Would that be a fair assessment of what's coming up? Well, you know, we're into this just a few days, and I was, you know, um, first, you know, let's talk about why. Why are we even having a session? I mean, the Constitution originally said that the legislature will only meet on odd number of years, mm-hmm. and that, that's 160 days. Well, uh, and that, and so you only meet every other year, which is probably really, really smart, in my opinion. <laughs> and uh, but so then they said, well, you know. Um, we always have to make adjustments to the budget and stuff, and we use the e-board. So the emergency board is made up of 20, 10 House members and 10 Senate members. And so the old model was on the on the even number of years, just that e-board would meet and make a few changes. Uh, it had to do with the budget. Yeah, so they would tweak the money. They would tweak the money yeah, issues here yeah. to make sure that the bills got paid. And if something cropped up, and, and of course, an emergency board, right? You would take care of it on an emergency rather than actually trying to pass any big legislation. Is that fair enough? Right. And okay. So, and so, so the people back then who just love government said, you know, that's probably not a good way of doing it. We need to meet with the whole body uh, to make those adjustments. So, oh, I forget what year it was. This is probably 30 years ago. They decided to have a special session 35 days to adjust the budget remember bill that's the part to highlight it was only to meet to make budget adjustments or if something little came up okay so if if that was the reason for the even year short session why are we talking about gun control suicide prevention you know gender affirming care i mean why are we doing that why are we having to to, to deal with this all over again because because 
Now we can run it through. We can jam it through in 35 days. And before the constituents can open their eyes, it's done. Ah. So that's the reason why. It was not meant to pass all of these bills. And uh, so I was. I got Olus up right now. And let's see, we're February, Tuesday, February 6, 2024. Uh, who's meeting today? So we, we click on meetings and Olus isn't cooperating right now. Isn't that just great? Um, oh, there it goes. So look at all these committee meetings. My gosh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20 22 hearings today. We need 22 hearings on a short session that we're just supposed to be touching up the uh, the budgets. I mean, it sure sounds to me like they're doing a lot more than just touching up budgets. Oh, and, and here's another thing I've noticed. You know, historically, you know, we have um, these different committees, and there's a handful, you know, there's a handful of committees, and there's a handful yeah. of committees in the House. Now I look at this, and I go, what do we got? We got a committee on energy and environment. We got committee on a com- uh, committee on uh, uh, natural resources and wildfires. Those should be one one committee we got uh we got public safety committee uh what other new ones here behavioral health and health care committee uh committee on gambling regulations uh and a uh, committee on federal and world affairs uh, <laughs> and so you Fe- know oh, no hold on federal and world affairs an actual committee in the state legislature right. exactly hey nothing wrong with so, getting focused being focused on the state of oregon Yay. Well, what, Yay us. what it is, this is what it is, Bill. This is the whining and sniveling of the progressives who hold the majority, and everybody needs to have a gavel. It's equity. So, you know, historically, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. That's what it is all about. So the, the gavel is the participation trophy, then, of the Oregon State Legislature. The majority, and I need to have my gavel like everybody else in the majority. Oh. That's what all this is about. Oh, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Hmm. Uh, in all so. in all seriousness, though, the, the question I would have for you right now, and I haven't really heard anybody else uh, talking about this. Uh, a, a listener or two mentioned this to me too, and I was wondering about this. We have our ten. Republican senators that are not going to be able to run for re-election, right? You know about right. that. They're all in there. Yep. What's to stop them at this point from when the Democrats do their worst with this short session and they come up with all this stuff? What would stop the uh, the 10 Republican senators from walking out again and killing it? Because what can they do? They're already told they can't run for re-election. Why not go out in a blaze of glory? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. It depends. It depends how much courage they have. So I don't know. I I, I mean, how much courage does it take to uh, to walk out of uh, of a place in which they say you can't run for it again anyway? Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know, Bill. I'm not I'm not sitting in that caucus room, so I don't know. I know you know most of the participants in the in the Senate, but I don't know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. So as as we go down today, the only thing that is going to the chamber today is SCR 202. What's that? So that's the rules for this session, okay? So the rules for this session, basically, this is how fast things are. This is is really important. And I, I know the public probably doesn't understand, but somebody that's been in the process, this is important. So it says, Committee shall consider measures in the Chamber of Origin no later than February 19th. In other words, they have to have a work session by February 19th. They have to be scheduled for a committee hearing by February 12th, and they have to have a work session by February 19th, or the bill dies. Okay, now where is the public comment? Oh, yeah, this is going to go back. by time you get the notice that something's going to, you know, the 20, it's going to be 24-hour notice on all this stuff. Or oh. less. They'll oh. have to suspend the rules and do a one-hour notice. So, but then this is another thing that just, I just laugh. 
So this applies to all the committees, right? Uh, except, this is the good part. This is the part. Okay, so uh, committee shall consider measures of the chamber of origin no later than February 19, 2024. This paragraph does not apply except to the Joint Committee on Ways and Means, any other joint committee, Senate Committee on Finance and Revenue, House Committee on Revenue, Senate Committee on Rules, House Committee on Rules, Senate Committee on Conduct, and House Committee on Conduct. <laughs> All right. Now, what does that mean to we people who have never been in the legislature? What does that mean? That, that means that no bill is dead. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you just move it to one of those committees, and it's alive right up to the last minute of the session. All right. Uh, now, is there uh, there's a Senate joint resolution, or wasn't there an SJR in there to create a state property tax? Wasn't there? Well, let's you know that's a good question. I wish you would emailed me it, but uh, I can probably find that. So let's see, bills. We're going to go to bills and uh, property tax. E-R-T-R-T-A-X. I think it was in Ca- Capital Chronicle or no Oregon Catalyst. I think had something you know about that a, a few yeah. days ago. Well, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it takes a while. Oh, uh, to oh. find things. Uh, property tax. Let's go. Two hundred two proposes amendment to Oregon Constitution directing the Oregon legislature to enact a property tax relief program for owner-occupied primary residents. That's the only, well, here's 201. Uh, proposes men of Oregon Constitution to exclude partial exemptions of assessed value of property tax credits. And the, well, they, they've got to be coming after the kicker at some point here, aren't they? They've got to be. Uh, yeah, let's, let's see if we got anything to do with the kicker um sometimes you use these words to search and you don't get nothing because yeah see no reason to, no yeah they, ca- they call it they don't call it the kicker they probably call it right. uh, something more official uh, all i'm saying though is that um this short session though is actually in some ways more dangerous than the long one because everything is rammed through so quickly would that be a fair assessment overall yeah Funding for, it, it is. So I, I just typed in tax, and you know, like I said, that's why you have staff and you have all these people that do this. But there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. There's about forty bills that have something to do with taxation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never enough. All right. Now, Herman, let me ask you, as uh, someone who, of course, led a walkout before, and, right. and and were quite successful at that, at this point, shouldn't Republicans just be trying to break things and obstruct it? Seriously? All of it? I mean, really, if you're going to try to represent your people here in Southwest Oregon, because if a Democrat, I mean, if you have a good bill, Democrats not going to pass it, right? They're not, not going to happen. And if a Democrat wants it, we probably don't. Well, it just depends on what the motivation to the to the legislatures are. I mean, if they if they start um, promising them all kinds of things under the sun or positions or who knows what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, I mean, it, you know, if you don't cause too much trouble, we'll help your district out. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, see, that's that's horrible to hear. This is how we end up getting gun control bills put in there and anti-suicide bills, which are really just gun control bills being masqueraded. I know that that was I was talking with Kevin Starrett, you know, about that the other day. And it all comes down to, I mean, it, well, it's just like the charter change, 17116 in Josephine County or the proposed they want to do the three similar uh, ballot measures in or the uh, in, in Jackson County to do the same thing. You know, the five uh, county commissioners. Who wants it? The Democratic Party wants it. Why are you even talking about doing something that the Democratic Party wants? That's all I'm getting at. Okay? And then the distortion of the facts, I, I, I hear, I wasn't there, but I hear that Larry West, who says he's a Republican that's in favor of this charter change, was trying to sell it to the chamber 
And he was trying to, you know, they were asking him questions. Well, why are all these things removed and why is that? Oh, well, we, that was the Charter Review Committee that did that. Let me tell you something, Bill. The Charter Review Committee had nothing to do with this measure. That had nothing to do with this measure. The Democratic Party had everything to do with this measure. Exactly. And the Democratic Party and failed county commissioner candidates in Jackson County are trying to do the same thing in Jackson County. And all I'm just saying, I'm just saying, please, I'm begging Republicans, both in Jackson and Josephine County, quit even engaging in arguing their points. They want it. If the Democrats want these charter changes in five county commissioners, it sure as hell isn't because they're figuring that there are going to be more conservatives getting on the board. You know damn well that's what this is all about. All right? No. If that, if that charter passes the, the political atmosphere, the, polit- the, governing, the political governing of these counties will change. Yeah. I agree. And this is but I think the same attitude needs to be coming from all the Republicans in the state legislature right now. If the Democrats are wanting you to vote for something, well, they're not going to vote. They're not going to do anything to help pass your bills. And so why would you do anything to help them pass their bills? Because just about everything they want to do is not something you really want to do. And I just don't understand the uh, thought process or the lack of thought process. You have to look at the motivation of the tribe there. Well, the other thing I'm looking at, Phil, uh, the logistical part of what's going on in the legislature that I'd be concerned about, having all these committees, it's just going to burn everybody out. I mean, you know, I'm on, you know, oh God, I'm on nine committees. And, uh, you know, from the time I walk in the door every day until I leave, I'm in a committee hearing. Well, maybe that's how they keep you so confused and beaten down. You'll vote for anything. Maybe. Well, yep. You and I think alike. I wonder what, what's the real motivation here? I know the gavel thing is big. Yeah. Okay? And that just goes back to power. Remember, we've, we've had that discussion about, oh, I got a gavel. Well, good. Hit yourself in the head with it. I don't care. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but it's amazing how people think they're so important and what they forget about is, is we've been a state for a long time. What? 170 years. Do you think you're the only legislature that has participated? Give it. Don't pat yourself on the back too hard. Okay. Gosh, people, I just drives me crazy. Fair enough. Hey, before we take yeah. off, I wanted to ask us something of county concern here real quick, since you are a county commissioner, sitting county commissioner. Tomorrow, the Grants Pass City Council, of course, is going to be talking about uh, how they're going to fund law enforcement, whether it's going to be the one and a half percent sales tax or whether it's going to be in combination with a uh, utility fee, et cetera, et cetera. Have you heard any news that there might be some movement? on them signing on to the public drug use ordinance that Josephine County passed. It, it seemed like it was have, a very unwise, it seemed like a very unwise thing they did to uh, reject that. I'm just saying off my, I have not heard. I have not heard any of that bill. And you know, let me, let me put this out there. This is 2024. They, they, they have to fund law enforcement. They're behind it. I mean, this is what they're saying. Okay. Yeah. My question is: This the last time? What? Where are you going to be in twenty twenty six or twenty twenty eight or twenty thirty? It seems like it's. Uh, I guess what I'm saying, Bill, it's never enough. So, have we ever looked at the other side of the ledger, which is the expense side uh, of the ledger, not just the income? And uh, you know, when's it ever going to stop? I mean, why now, you have to ask yourself a question, why now are we out of money at public safety where 40 years ago we weren't out of money with public safety? You know what? And, and because every time they're out of money, they always look at the income side of the ledger and not the expense side of the ledger. And how, how much money can you actually take from a citizen? I have a feeling the city council is going to try to find out <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. okay? Uh, all I'm getting at, though, is uh, if they go down that road, of the, especially the 1.5% sales tax, that is a stake to the heart of the city business oh, community. It, it, it doesn't work. Uh, local sales tax, uh, regional sales tax is just probably the poorest 
way of generating money because people just go someplace else. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. What will happen is that it will just drive people. Uh, i got to tell you, I'm sure that uh, there are a lot of Medford businesses that would say, oh, yeah, baby, go ahead, do it. <laughs> All right, do it, do it, do it. They probably love that. Just uh, makes uh, big purchases, you know, and then so then you'll have like uh, automobile dealers. Oh well, we need an exemption, and then you'll have this person. Oh, we need this exemption. We need that exemption, and so now all of a sudden you got so many exemptions that it doesn't even raise the revenue needed that you're trying to accomplish. So it's just it's just a very very poor idea to do a a regional sales tax. It yeah. really is. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you on that. Now, I, I guess it would drive a lot of businesses probably out into the unincorporated county, but there's probably a limitation to how much, how many of that can move out, too. All I'm saying is that Grants Pass has a pretty vibrant downtown. Don't screw it up, okay? That's all I would say. Well, you know, it, it, even at a statewide, okay, I'll give you an example. Like in Oregon, we're at nine about 9.9%. Uh, income tax. That's Very regressive high. income tax. You get up to 9.9 right. 9 pretty quickly. Okay. Okay. So, so people says, well, what does that mean? Well, that means if I, if I move to Washington, I, I'm not moving to Washington because of the politics, but in this particular case, as soon as I move to Washington, I save 10% of my income. Mm-hmm. If I move to Idaho, I save about six per, uh, 5%. If I move to Wyoming, I save 9.9%. That's a lot of money. That's, you know, so, uh, and maybe that's why we're seeing, what do we see, 47,000 people leave Oregon last year? I mean, we had a, a negative. Hey, uh, I had a couple of friends move to Tennessee. You know? There you go. I, I'd have to look up the tax rate And then you add inheritance tax. You know, I moved, I moved to Idaho. My inheritance tax pretty much goes away. Yeah, I'm just concerned, though, that uh, yeah. cities and counties are going to be doing things to disincentivize people from being here, and it's not a good thing. All right. Herman, I appreciate the talk as always, and uh, we'll be in touch, and we'll catch you Tuesday again, or unless something breaks big, okay? You're always well, welcome. by next Tuesday, we'll probably have a, a list of egregious bills, so you might want to set another hour aside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, am I, am I allowed to drink? On, I'll ask my boss if I can have an exemption and be allowed to drink heavily on the air. Okay? We'll do that. All right. You got it. All right. Thanks, Herman. Joe County Commissioner Bear Chigger. It is a couple minutes after 8. KMED, KMED, HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, 99.3, KCMD, Grants Pass, and translator, K294AS Ashland.